Welcome to the Successpreneur Show. My name is Pat Hilton. I took all my years of experience as an entertainer, a producer, and a marketer and put it all together to create a successful business. You can too. Successpreneur, do you have the strength to endure? Turn your passion into a profession, you gotta keep reaching for more. There's never been a better time than right now to bring your idea to life. Start your own show, start your own page, start your own movement, put your message out into the marketplace and make an impact. Successpreneur, do you have the strength to endure? Turn your passion into a profession, you gotta keep reaching for more. This show consists of interviews with successful entrepreneurs, songs, rants, live speeches, and more. Thank you for listening and make sure to hit the subscribe button. Welcome back, everybody. It's the Successpreneur Show. I am Pat Hilton here with Jason Wasser, licensed marriage and family therapist. Everybody needs a good therapist in their life. Why? Because most of us are insane. Jason, how are you? Welcome. Pat, my friend, it's so good to see your face. I know we met this past summer and we've had this really awesome friendship growing. So I'm really excited to be hanging out with you for the next little bit. Hey, man, I appreciate you coming on and giving people a little bit of perspective because like I said, I mean, we're all dealing with some kind of craziness in our life, whether we want to admit it or not is is a different story. And um, that's kind of what we've been hitting on in our personal conversations is the online what the online space gives you the ability to do is not post any of your problems. It gives you the ability to put it out there that everything's perfect and everything's going smooth. And even if your entire life's crumbling or your relationship's falling apart or your business is going down the tubes, you can still make it look like everything's fine. And I mean, I'm sure that there's psychological terms for all these things. So can we talk a little bit about how hard for me personally, we'll base it off me. How about mm-hmm. that? How hard it is to be in the entrepreneur space, be surrounded by extremely wealthy, successful people and like not care where you are yeah. in, in your journey. Well, first of all, we can talk about unpackaging why everybody is doing what they're doing, right? If it, is it about being adored and success? Is it about right unfinished business that they're not getting some healed thing and they're hoping that by doing whatever they're doing will give them that healing, right? My, my, my first perspective is, is what's the intentionality of the person that's out there in what they're doing? So we're in the entrepreneur space, right? We're both business people. At the end of the day, our job is to make money because we have things that we have to pay for. We have things that we want to invest in. But one of the main things that we should be investing in most is our personal growth and our personal development. So I would first, you know, want to know what the person's really the big end game is for them. Because there's a lot of people out there like you and I know that they talk about helping other people. But at the end of the day, it's really about helping themselves and you know where that line starts and where that line ends. But for a lot of people who might be new to the entrepreneur space, they get worked up in all the hype and the story and the selling and the, and the upsells, and they don't know where to go and who to invest in. So maybe hopefully today we can pick apart uh, some of the frameworks or some of the things that are necessary in order to pick the right person to. Absolutely. And, and I totally agree. And I think it's different for everybody. And like you yeah. said, certain personalities, they're going to draw a certain crowd, no matter what, no matter what anyone says or does. And that's fine. And I think that what you said uh, was cool, unfinished business, 
Um, and sometimes people are chasing, um, they're chasing a goal or a dream to show everybody they can do it, or maybe, you know, show everybody something. And I think the reason why I always did it was to show not only myself that it was possible because I knew it was possible, but to show others, Hey, listen, you don't have to be, um, you know, captain billionaire or captain millionaire to speak and perform at 10 X or to get on stage with this person or to be on stage at the biggest, uh, you know, commercial real estate event or any of that stuff, because look at me, I did it all. And I'm none of those things. Well, you're uniquely positioned because I knew about your story before I knew you when we met this past summer, right? And I was at that conference that you talked your way onto being able to play on the stage. And then, then learning later on your backstory as I got to know you really is something that I value and I respect because that's everything that I'm trying to get the people that I work with as a therapist and as a coach to own within themselves. And that mm. that story for you, that ability for you has always been there, but the stuff that you've had in your life that kept you away from being that guy is what I help people unpackage. And my hope for everybody that's listening out there is that you already innately have that inside of you. And if yeah. you work with the right people, you will unpackage that. It's not that that person has the answer. And I've been playing with this theory, and I, I definitely would love to hear your thought on it. The people that we're attracted to in our entrepreneurial or influential spaces, right? I want to be more like this person or more like that person, is a part of ourself that is unowned. Is a part of ourself that we feel we have either minimal skill set, minimal emotional domain, minimal capacity. So by having them in our life makes us feel more within the illusion of feeling complete. I, so, I would agree with that. I would say that there's also a connection of that person's like me. Okay, so... Let's use uh, Uncle G. Grant Cardone, for instance. Sure. Grant Cardone goes out there and just says, hey, when I was a kid, the doctor said I was hyperactive, bipolar, uh, could hit learning disabilities, anxious, had every problem under the book, you know, mental psychosis. I don't know. All of that stuff. I've seen him say it on videos mm -hmm. over and over and over. OCD, ADD, ADHD. And what I realized was either I'm going to have these things be a disadvantage or yeah. I'm going to use these things to my advantage. Right. And so right. while some people see, hey, I'm, I'm Uncle G, and I got the Rolls Royce, and, you know, my wife's good looking, and I got the kids and the family and the jet, I always saw, okay, well, this guy's just as big of a dipshit as I am, and, boy, he went out and, and got the wife and got the yep. kids and got the car and with the success and put on the event. If he can provide this many opportunities for other people to grow and to shine. How, how can I do that? How can I implement that into my game plan? And I think that's what kind of fueled me to chase the, the uh, opportunity that I saw for myself in fitting into that schedule, which yeah. a lot of people were like, that's impossible. It's never going to work. That guy, he's just a snake oil salesman. He's not going to listen to your ideas. Mm -hmm. He's not going to share your videos. His wife doesn't care about you. And at the end of the day, those people were wrong because the videos did get shared. And I did end up getting the gig. And I did end up performing and met 
all these incredible people that were like, well, how did you pull that off? And I'm like, you know what, man? I focused on not allowing those disadvantages to hold me back from what I knew they could produce on that stage. Right. And guess what I got, uh, what showed up on the video that I have, the hyperactivity, the, the goofiness, the kicking my legs and spinning around in circles, all the stuff that people told me that doesn't work in the business world. Don't do that. That's yeah. what those people don't want to see. And that's what he put on. Yeah. That's what he put on the video. Right. And that's the insecurities that people carry that they project on each other, whether, whether it's in education, whether right, when you have a teacher say, oh, you shouldn't go into that or you're not smart enough. They're just projecting their own stuff onto people. And we have that in every community, whether, right, whether it's a professional community, a spiritual community, a religious community, a, whatever, right? People are going to project their stuff onto other people. If you choose to accept that, that's on you. Yeah. But if you choose to buy in, that's like that whole Gary Vee thing of like, why are you listening to them? Why yeah. does it matter to you? Right? What power do they truly have? You have the ability, the unique ability, every single person who's listening to this and will listen to this will have the unique ability to describe their life as they want it when they choose to stop accepting the old narrative as proof of concept. Mm, and if amazing. you don't, right. And if you don't, if you choose, and I'm very big believer on this and, and I know you are too, because of your healing that you've done in your life, right? If you don't choose to have the right people in your life that are like-minded, that are within the same trajectory of goals, right? Personal, internal growth, professional growth, psychological, physical, whatever it may be, then you're going to end up at the bottom of the barrel, right? That whole expression of your, the conglomerate of the five people you spend most of your time with. So you don't need to know these people in person, right? These influencers, you don't need to be hanging out with an uncle G or a coach, Michael Burt, who we're, we're, we're both, uh, you know, connected to, you don't need to be with them in their presence, but you can take their influence by getting their information and being around like-minded thinking that'll take you to the next level. Mm. Yeah, I totally agree. And I right? think those are two great examples of people that everyone should follow, number one. Number two, I think back to what you said originally, I think that we see maybe a connection between our personality and that person, and that person made it with a similar personality. So yeah, maybe there's the, well, maybe I want to advance in my business, get me a Rolls Royce. Mm -hmm. I'd love to drive a Rolls Royce one day. I'd be a liar if I didn't say that. So there's nothing wrong with that. And sometimes we get criticized for that too. Oh, well, man, he's, if he's able to have the similar personality and he's a goofball on this and he's able to go out and earn this, 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 and this and create this and pay this and do that and scale this, then, I mean, I can do that too. And it's just, I think in the translation of sometimes vocalizing or declaring that we yeah. want this or we want that, or we think we're capable of this and we're going to take action towards that. Sometimes people get turned off by that. Agreed. So, but if you go back to like basic philosophy of like the law of attraction, which is actually very deeply rooted in neurology and quantum mechanics, quantum science. Uh-oh, he's about the, to break it down. Right? <laughs> the, the idea of that when you literally 
the, the concept of manifesting, right? Forget the hippie, hippie dippy spiritual side of it, but the psychological, neurological side is that when you are constantly putting your attention towards something that you want, you're really changing your pathways in your brain. And when you're talking crap and you're talking uh, negatively and you're talking crap about yourself and you're putting yourself down or you're putting other people down, right? Mm. You become a hater, as we say, then that stuff isn't going to, you're only going to see more examples of that in your life. You are what you put your attention and what you focus on. Now I'm going to take it to the next level, which I think a lot of people miss, especially when they talk about the world of the law of attraction, that if I talk about it enough, it'll show up. No. That's not what really it means. What has to happen is that you have to have in your life, psychologically and emotionally, you have to have the feeling presently about how it would feel no differently than if you actually had it happen. Yeah, I like that. Right? So if you, that's the whole thing of visualization, of meditation, of contemplation, of intentionality, that it's not like I want the roles. And, and you should be blessed to have the roles and you should work your butt off to get the roles. And they're and cool. The rewards of, right, of working cool. your butt off, right, is, is getting that which you want. But what's going to be really powerful for you and for everybody else out there is that if you can imagine and spend five minutes a day taking your family around in that roles and what it's like to drive that car and to shift it into gear and right with the sounds, the surround sound and the picking out what color leather you want and the smell of it and the seat comfortability. And you can physically feel it without it presently being manifested. There will be no difference between that feeling that you're conjuring up and the feeling you will have when it actually shows up for you. That is the goal that I'm trying to get everybody I work with, that at the end of the day, you can feel that way without having it show up for you. And if you already feel that way, then all these other things that are similar to that will end up coming into your life. That's amazing. Yeah. And I think that uh, the power of action steps too, you know, I mean, the journey can be real shitty, but the journey is all we got. The journey is the now. We are talking about, I've been, it takes me forever to read books because I like read like 10 lessons in the first couple chapters and it's real good. And then I like take years and like apply those lessons and they work, but I'd never finished the book. Uh-huh. And so I've been reading this one book for like 10 years. It's called the power of now. And it's uh-huh. got a lot of these types of ideas in it is that it, dude, you're, you've got all your dreams made right now. Everything you ever wanted, you've already accomplished it. It's all here. It's inside you. And I think that stuff is important to remember. While it might be a little uh, hokey-dokey, guru-y, hippy-dippy, it is true in the fact that if I'm not happy right now doing what I do and playing with my toys and broadcasting and recording, how, how am I going to be any happier 10 years from now if if I just happen to be making more money doing it, that would pretty right. much be the only difference is that maybe I was making a lot more money doing it, but I've been doing the same thing for 15 years. This has been my whole life just in different areas, whether I'm the DJ or the MC at an event or I'm the live musician or I'm broadcasting American Idol to NBC with the team. It's I've always been doing this in some way, shape or form. And You're I just think, you're just I, looking at it from the perspective of fun. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 
And the more fun you have, the more invested you are into having fun and milking that from that perspective of being fully embodied with who you are, who Pat Hilton is, the musician, the entertainer, the performer, the connector, right? The voice, the music, right? The, 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 the media creator. Yeah. The more you're having fun for it with that, the more the money is not going to be distant, because that's what attracts people. As a therapist, when I hear my one of my clients about six months ago, she's like, I got to tell you something. Like, you know, I didn't used to buy into this therapy stuff, but I literally just told my friend that my therapist is better than your therapist. <laughs> and I'm like, that sounds like a great bumper sticker that we should make, right? So you want to be creating massive advocates who are having as much fun working with you as you are doing the work for them. Mm. I only take clients that are like-minded. I only take clients that are fully 100% committed to their personal growth, that they're willing to be called out on their victimhood in aspects that they maybe didn't find in their nooks and crannies that they've already done the work on. But if someone's coming in saying, I'm coming to you, but I want you to fix them, they're not the people that I'm going to be working with. It's only the fully, I'm ready, willing, and able to take ownership and accountability, the word you used a bit ago, of my life to no longer play victim, to no longer play, place blame, and to become a conscious creator of that which is, so to speak, due to them should they get out of that story. Mm. And That's to do amazing. it in a very fun way. Yeah, I think what you said, uh, the fun attracts people. I think that when we go back to what we were talking about before with the 10X thing, what people ask me all the time, how did you get hooked up with that? Which is, it didn't really bother me per se at first. It doesn't really bother me now. But I think the idea that you were handed that is is interesting well, it's an assumption right yeah, it's an assumption it's like, that we well, have to break down no different than people are like well how did you get hooked up with your career i'm like it was nitty-gritty hustle and grind before i yeah. even used those words or i even knew what those words were because i didn't come from the entrepreneur space right i came from a mind body healing and therapy perspective right but it's it's I'm the scholarship kid who graduated high school with a one point GPA who should not by all definitive purposes have made his way as far in life with oh and my parents are divorced and there was a custody battle and I didn't right all that other unpackaged drama that should not be where I'm at now helping as many people as I've helped having an infinite amount of people who I've yet to help and having a podcast and working on some other side projects and hosting retreats where I was the guy who had self-doubt in myself X amount of years ago, that would be the guy who's in the crowd, not the guy who's on the stage. Mm. It would be the guy who's, I'm still, I love being in the crowd. I very much appreciate and value. And obviously, I'm, I'm, right, you and I are both doing a lot of that. We're being in the crowd as much as we're trying to be on stage. Well, we yeah, I think that learn. part of the reason why I love being on stage is because I get to sit there and listen to people. And while yeah. you might see me running around in the back or doing this, there's I'm always getting that information. I just download it differently than everyone else. If I had to sit in, in the crowd, I, I would disrupt my, my uh, downloading yeah. process, I think. But That's also good. the next part of that, the next part of that of you being on the stage also means that you get to leverage relationships with the other people that are on the stage. Because now you're putting yourself at some level equal footing as them, right? 
mm-hmm. which is really where you wanted to be in the first place. Right. Is getting that, you know, at the beginning, it's pay to play, which, right, we can talk about and, and, and kind of at some level, everything is pay to play. Right. Right. Whether it's therapy, you're paying me to play to play with me for the hour. Right. right. To, to, to help me get you where you want to go. As a therapist or your, or your, uh, I call it value exchange. Yeah. I'm going to give you my time and I'm going to drive to Las Vegas and play your event. And, and you're going to put me on the biggest entrepreneur gig that possibly could ever even exist or yep. anyone could even imagine playing acoustic guitar on. And I'm going to cross the place and we're going to be friggin' buddies forever. And so I think that being able to make those sacrifices of, hey, listen, I'm doing this to better my future self. There's not a, there isn't a monetary value Mm. on me performing at, let's say 10x. I don't think that I could really put a number on how much that is even worth. Yeah. Because it's, it's it's hard for me to even imagine how much money it costs to put on an event like that, which is part of guy goes back to the process of, listen, this is a guy that's just like me, that's just as big of a goofball as me, that figured out the mechanics behind creating something that big. And that's why I'm willing to make the sacrifice to get behind the stage and get on the stage at that event with my skills and my talents that I've honed in so that I can start to get my mind thinking as big as my potential is and and then everybody levels up and so while when you get that big you're always going to take some heat from people grant takes plenty of heat you know and that's just that just comes with the game completely comes with the game but i think the key factor that i want to impress upon everybody is rallying the troops, Mm. is creating your tribe, creating your community of like-minded people who are focused on getting something in a very specific way in a very specific manner, right? So that whole 10X your life thing really can come into fruition if, right, that where where each day the conference was focusing on a different aspect of, right, it was 10X your business, 10X your mentality, and 10X your personal, right? And I I feel like that, you know, the the last day, right, the the day of, of your family and your personal life can be a lot more, a lot more focus on the, right, the program that I'm a, I'm a coach through business finishing school. Um, it, it brings everything in together and it, it's not just, yes, you're going to become a better entrepreneur, but if you're not equally becoming a better person at home for your family or a better human being, then you're missing the boat because the reason why we are working on hopefully becoming more successful and having a better reputation and a bigger brand is because we can help more people help more people. Right. Right. And, and that's it's how- why this show is in the self-improvement category, not the entrepreneurship category, because I can give you the names of 20 people that can coach you on how to make a lot of money as an entrepreneur. And those people will probably end up on this show because I'm sure they're willing to donate their time as well. Yeah. But I think that it's important to remember that if you don't have you figured out first, you can't, help anybody else figure out their stuff. Yeah. If I'm not fully open and transparent with what I'm putting out there and where I want to go and, and the steps that I'm going to take, then it's real hard to understand how I'm going to reach any type of goal if I don't have myself figured out. So I would dare to say this following thing, which is coming to me from what you just said. The goal of going and involving yourself in all these entrepreneur circles, these workshops, these seminars, these conferences, these programs that people buy, whatever it may be, 
if you're not putting the effort into becoming a better person, ain't nobody going to buy from you because your authenticity is going to shine through. Your douchebaggery is going to shine through. Your saying, but I'm here to help you is going to fall flat. And people at a certain point are going to figure that out when the value starts diminishing. And I know you and I talk about that word value all the time, right? And you have your value flakes. And, (laughs) um, (laughs) and I, and I love sharing that, that phrase with a lot of people in my circles. And, um, but I really, I'm really committed, I'm committed to this, this, this process of if you work on yourself you will make more money. If you work on yourself, your business will grow. If you work on yourself, your relationships will get better. Mm-hmm. And if your relationships get better, your business will grow. Your networking will grow. So at the end of the day, I really do believe this. I believe that entrepreneurship can be one of the most psychologically satisfying and fulfilling personal development paths there is. If done with clarity of core values, with clarity of your priorities, being held accountable to that and doing that over and over and over again with like-minded people. Mm. And that's why I called the show Successpreneur, because that's literally right along kind of the core values of the show. These, these are experts that are coming on here and donating their time to show people and to explain to people and to coach people for free on how they can take their ideas and and turn them into a profession, take their passions, turn them into a profession, put themselves out there, be a messenger of hope for not only themselves, but for someone else. And I think that it's possible, but you got to have the right information. And I think for a long time, I just didn't have the right information. I always thought this and that and the other thing were possible. And if I'm just real, people will listen. And if I'm just open and honest and trustworthy and respectful, you know, to a certain degree, then, um, you know, people will love it. The fun will attract people back to what you said. And that totally worked. It just took a while for Mm -hmm. me to see it work with people that said it wouldn't work with. And that's where, like it worked in the entertainment business and with entertainers and stuff, because it's easy for them to be around a, a funny, hyperactive goofball and they're around that kind of a personality all the time. But once you start shifting to, hey, we're talking to businessmen and CEOs in suits that make millions of dollars a year, I don't know if those people are really gonna jive with this. I don't know if that's professional enough. I don't know if that's this or if that's that. I don't think that's gonna fly. And I'm like, no, those guys are the same way. Of course. And I think what you're really touching on is the difference between the sale and the close. There's a lot of good people who can pitch their shit. Mm-hmm. But the close is now saying, if this sounds like it can bring you something differently than already than what you're already getting, if you think that based on what I share with you and the people that I've already helped accomplish exactly what you say you want, do you want to partner with me on this? And I think a lot of people miss that step. And I know this all the time because, right, I have to, when someone calls me, even that's, right, that, that's not a cold lead, that's a warm lead because they're calling me, that's actually a hot lead, but I still need to convince them to close with me because there's still a dollar amount that needs to be discussed. And I'm not cheap. And when someone says, wow, you're expensive, my response is, and it's worth it. Yeah. I don't rebuttal them. I don't try to say, you're right, and da-da-da, and, you know, you know, it's, you know, I'm worth it. 
and you will be too, right? Yep. So I, so that's part of the closing package of that. A lot of people can push their product or push their funnel or push their book or push their whatever they're doing, but the close is really about the value of the long-term relationship that by being in partnership with me, you will get that which you said you want to get and I can help you uniquely get there. Wow. Yeah. I love that. And I think that it's important for me to have these conversations and be, and kind of manifest where I'm going as well, because that's what I think all of this has been leading to is that I'm not just a musician. I'm not just a producer. I'm not just an entertainer. I'm not just any one of these things. It's a combination. And right. I think that different people that I meet need different things on my pie chart of skills. If I was 13% this and 20% that, different people need different stuff. Yeah. And while maybe that was kind of hard to accept at first, I've got to understand the needs of the customer because I am a business person now, which it's crazy to even hear me say it still, but it is true. If I want to use my skills to pay the bills, I have to run that time of my day and my monthly income like a business and use my time to generate revenue. And right. again, this is a crazy concept for people. People still message me when I say this stuff and they're like, I can't believe how good you've been at doing that your whole life to make it work this long. And I don't think we give ourselves enough credit sometimes, us creators, of how resilient we are. I used to sing on the side of the road at the farmer's market in San Diego for 40 bucks because that was the transition I was making at that time in my life. Yeah. And I think right now with everything going on, right, that we're all isolating in one way or the other, that there are so many things. And I just had this conversation with one of my coaching clients that they have a family business. And because of everything, the whole industry got shut down. Mm. And it and I've been working with them for a couple of months on a few different things. And they told me one of the one of the one of the people in their relationship told me that they have this product that they kind of put on the shelf years ago, but it's already out there and already available. And I'm like, do you know how much people right now would benefit from you doing this and right. leveraging this and talking about it? And they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, it's done and it's created and it's a completely relative platform to what you've been doing, but you can open up a whole nother market segment because you right now have a captive audience of people who are all day in front of the internet. Yep. And the fact that you can make passive income on this once you get momentum rolling is going to be a lot easier than trying to create a new client and a new product. So for me as a therapist, I have a la carte services. I have talk therapy. I have coaching. I have my integrative and alternative medicine stuff. I have bring me into your, into your company and I have, you want to do a retreat, either one that I'm hosting or you can bring me and put, bring me into your corporate or company retreat. I have bring your therapist on corp on your vacation with you, entrepreneur, millionaire, billionaire, that I have a curriculum that I created that when a Sir Richard Branson goes on or Grant goes on, you know, a family retreat, I'm out there. They just need to give me 45 minutes in the morning, 45 minutes in the afternoon, and we create a curriculum and then throughout the day, I'm on call to do any walk and talk therapy with them for the entire family. And you get your stuff done. You're having an amazing time. And you get some therapeutic stuff handled while you're away. It's pretty cool. So you get, you get to write off a ton of your business, your vacation as a business expense too. So it's a win-win. 
That's amazing. Right? So you have to get creative. And right now, the pivot, just to really talk about really apropos, within 24 hours a month ago, right, with uh, at the... I had to pivot my practice from being in office with my coaching clients that are online to 100% fully online within 24 hours. And it wasn't like, if you want to continue with me, it was the practice is going on as given. Yep. Here's how you're going to just come to your session now. Yeah. There was no ifs, ands, or buts. It wasn't if you feel that this is, you're going to like this or not. My practice is now fully online and I only lost one client. Well, that's beautiful. And I think that uh, that's part of the reason why I started taking my skills into a digital format a few years ago and went all in on it and even relocated my family to a Mm -hmm. place where I could run this business out of my home and build it without any overhead. And people were like, oh man, that's crazy. I mean, what about the California dream? And I'm like, well, I succeeded at the California dream. I succeeded at being a full-time musician and paying the bills and supporting my family by the uh, beach. And we talked about this on your show episode and it got to a point where I was so burned out because I was trying to put that out there so much that I wasn't developing anymore. I had already reached a level of this is hitting the ceiling now and I've got to blow through the ceiling and I'm I'm doing this over here and this over here and this over here. I'm making the same amount of money with one podcasting client than I was playing Wednesday, Thursday and Friday at those gigs. That's the pivot. And, And I think what you're really talking about is that people are, we're in survival when we're doing business. Mm -hmm. It's that fight or flight part of our brain that is thinking survival. And when you're in that fight or flight part of your brain, you can't think strategically, which is one of the many reasons why hiring someone like me, who's a therapeutic, a therapist coach, right? For entrepreneurs is that I help you get out of that fight or flight and strategize with you in ways that you never would have thought because you've been doing a, that pattern for so long and habituation becomes normal reality. But number two, it's kind of like, but if I don't do it this way, I won't pay my bills. So you're automatically back in that reptilian brain fight or flight survival mode. When you were able to pivot as a musician and find and utilize your tools to do what you still love doing but leverage it in a way that has become so much more powerful where this leverages that and that leverages this, then you're starting to use the creative side of your brain much more. And I think that as I was describing that, that client from a few minutes ago, that their power and their tools were their creativity, but because they were stuck in fear place, they lost out on, what do you mean my creativity is going to put food on my table next month? I'm like, your creativity is not only to put food on your table, but it's possibly going to be a bigger business than what you might have already had. Mm-hmm. And I if think you're that, willing to, if you're willing to invest in that now, right? So that's the challenge I want everybody who's listening to think about: is that what has been on your shelf that you put on your shelf months ago, years ago, decades ago? That maybe if now with everything going on, that if you really fully engage that, if right, if someone's a musician, like ah, I never played a gig, but you're a kick-ass musician and you sing really well, now's the time. Just go online, do a Facebook Live and Google how to do a Facebook Live. If you don't know how to do it or you're not technology, there's no excuse. I just literally heard about a therapist who shut down their practice because they don't know the skills in order to use technology to see their clients. Number one, they're doing a crazy disservice to the people, people that need them. Yeah. Right. 
one, that's right. That's one, right? They're maybe they're doing a major disservice clinically, but two, it might even be unethical because you're not taking care of your clients or referring them out. Three, that person doesn't have up-to-date information about like, well, my insurance, your insurance doesn't cover it. Not true. So that person has been negligent. So I want to have people out there. Now, I'm sure that that therapist doesn't mean any harm or bad by it. They just, right, it's a limiting block that they might have had, but everybody out there is doing that in their own way. We are creating self-limiting blocks. We're creating self-limiting beliefs that only allow us to see myopically here and not see the bigger picture, not see what's been on the shelf for years, that right now you have captive audience that each of you can tap into in a very unique way. If you can juggle, go online and teach people how to juggle right now. It doesn't matter if you don't get paid for it. Have fun. Teach people to have fun and that people will be connected to you. That's incredible. That's my rant, man. That was no, my, yeah. dude. It's good. It's good stuff. And I think that uh, when you're navigating the space, and we've talked about this before, and you know, Jason's a busy guy. He's got eight million more calls, and it's Friday night. But I do want to touch on the fact that while people are trying to discover themselves, they're gonna run into people that are looking to close sales for themselves yeah. that aren't always you know, 100% invested in other people's success. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's part of the reason why I've become moving more into the virtual community space where I can kind of be an advocate and a leader in my own community. And it's going to be called Iconic Messengers. I've started dropping that here on the show only. But uh, I'm going to have my own little virtual community where I can recommend this or that or the other thing for someone. Um, Maybe you'll get some clients out of it. Maybe somebody will uh, buy the book service that my friend offers. But I think that it's important to remember that you know, you're going to run into situations that are, you're going to think are going to pan out into something huge that maybe potentially won't. You're going to meet people that make promises that potentially don't back those up, give you their word, don't back it up, say one thing and do something else. And that stuff can, let's just be honest, it just can fuck with people's heads. For sure. For sure. So that mindset, I have, a, I have a great story about that. In 1999, 2000, I was living in Long Island. I grew up in South Florida and I was working at a community, at a synagogue, uh, doing their after school religious school, Hebrew school program. And we would rotate manning the snack bar. And I remember being with the, uh, the secretary um, and we were manning the snack bar for the kids. And I'm like, oh, I want this and I want that. I'm like, man, like instant gratification. Right. And she turned to me and she goes, no, instant gratification isn't fast enough. You nice. really, right? How deep is that, right? And that was at the time of AOL Instant Messenger. Harry Potter just came out. So, right, we're, we're updating ourselves mm-hmm. with that conversation. But that theme now with social media, with technology, with DMs, instant messaging, right? Twitter responses, TikTok, getting the likes and making, getting the approval, right? That instant, I, if I put out a video and it doesn't get 100 likes within five minutes, I'm going to delete it, Right everybody out there needs to be committed to a long term process. I love that. If I did not, I graduated graduate school in December of 2005. It is now April of 2020. The last three years have been my most successful years. They've been the years where I've not only ex, you know, grown as a, as a mindset person when it comes to entrepreneurial space, but also with my reputation and my brand and the people I've connected to have 
you know, the playing small mentality, but it meant that I had to get out of my own way. It meant that I had to take personal risks, risks, put myself very vulnerable, be the poor entrepreneur in a space of, like you were saying, the millionaires and billionaires. Yeah, that's what it's all about sometimes. And to suck up my own ego and say, I am worthy of. So there's a a great, um, one of my favorite stories, and I haven't shared this on a podcast yet, but um, Rick, the guy who created Business Finishing School, uh, and Matt Monero, who you you know, um, are you know, are people in my world. And I remember uh, a year ago, it was the night before a business finishing school uh, growth summit. And I was just checking in because I knew I was leading a meditation in the morning and they're both sit- standing there having a conversation and I start talking to them and we're talking about something and they both give me a hug at the same time. Right. And we know Matt and we know how successful Matt is. And for yeah, people, he is. Manero, right. He's an incredibly successful, but also a really good dude. Super and Rick, nice guy. And Rick is a massive capital venture. I don't even want to put a number on it, but it's a lot more than what most of us, even in the circles of the names we played, do that by 10. And I literally, after that hug, I walked out of the, the room. It was the conference room, right? No one else was there, just us. And I'm like, oh my God, that was the most expensive hug I will probably ever get in my life. Hmm. Right. Right. But to have a pure relationship with people that is not about the money and how much I'm, but it's about the, the, that I bring value to them as a human being, as a friend, as a confidant, as someone. And it's who, acknowledged at the same time. And it's time. acknowledged. That's what I'm in this for. Because of that, my money will come. I'm in it to be genuinely connected, to help people, to bring more value that I can help them more than I ask in return from them. Right. Right. And I think it's about, it's about understanding that what you say and what you do is worth something and that you are worth something, that your talents are needed in this world, that your words are impactful and understanding that that stuff carries a lot of weight and it, it could potentially be the difference between someone staying on this planet or, you know, removing them from it. Cause I'm almost 600 days sober. Now we've talked about mm-hmm. uh, how through my musical days, you know, I got into the weed and the, and the booze and the, and the fun stuff there. And that kind of comes with the territory a little bit. It's just the way it is. And, um, I got away from all that. I left the environment behind. I shifted. I shifted the way my business operates and it's healthier and it's better for me now. And so I see things differently now than I did two, three, four, five years ago. And I want different things for myself. Therefore, I want to serve people differently as well. Right. And for people who follow you on social media, right, there's a lot of times where you're hanging out with your child, right? Yeah. and, and if you were doing the levels of success that you're doing now compared to a few years ago before you made that pivot, but you were only focusing on the money and the career and the reputation, and you weren't becoming a better dad and a better husband, then the people out there, right, the you, right, in general, are missing the entire point. Mm. Entrepreneurship, in my belief, like I said before, is about your potential, about really truly reaching what you were brought into this world to do and to serve. That, And if you don't get there, you are ripping people off. But most importantly, you're ripping yourself off. That's beautiful, man. So if you could give people, I ask this at the end of every episode, if you could give people one 
piece of advice or inspiration or motivation from a time of where maybe you felt like it, it was over. Maybe you felt, I'm just going to throw it all away. This isn't worth it. This is stupid. This whole Jason Wasser helping everybody or making an impact is it's not going to work. What was a shift that you had to make in that moment to get you to today? So I can go back to 2010. I was just getting out of a, of a marriage and major panic attacks. A lot of identity reorganization of who am I, right? I'm this young guy. I'm 30 years old and I'm getting divorced, but I'm a marriage and family therapist. And what are my people thinking? What are my clients thinking? What are my friends thinking? What is God thinking, right? A nice Jewish boy from South Florida always have to carry that guilt around. And I had to reorient myself. And I think that one of the things by me committing to personal growth at that time, committing to a therapy process, committing to a health process, committing to starting to find out who I really want to have in my life, allow me to this many years later, be open to doing what I'm doing now as an entrepreneur and as an, a therapist to entrepreneurs. And at that moment, I had to do something to help me get rid of my panic attacks because I tried the traditional methods. I went to therapy. I went, did acupuncture and I did yoga and I did meditation. Um, I even went to a buddy of mine who is a neurologist for psychiatric medication and it didn't work. And how many people out there are going through that similar process? And that pushed me into discovering something called neuroemotional technique, which is really my, my bread and butter technique that I use with my clients in person, which is a mind-body stress reduction protocol that's been around for 35 years is journal published, clinically proven to solve self-sabotaging, self-triggering patterns of emotional and physical distress. And within two to three sessions of that technique of going to a practitioner, a colleague of mine, who a friend said, you should really try this. I'm like, ah, I don't know, I don't know, because I was so stuck in my suffering. It went up, my panic attacks and anxiety went away in three sessions. A month later, I took my first training in it. And now this many years later, I hold their top level certification and I'm one of a handful of mental health professionals in the world who have that top certification. So if I didn't get out of my own way and my own stubbornness and my own stuckness and try something that was uncomfortable or weird, or maybe I felt like I didn't have the money or I couldn't afford it because it wasn't cheap at that time, I had to invest in myself. And every time I've gone past my uncomfortability and put that money down on something, 99% of the time, it's turned out to be an incredible gift. Wow. That's unbelievable, man. So ladies and gentlemen, make sure to follow Jason online. Do you got a website? Where can people find you? Yeah. So right now, right off the top of the bat, right? Instagram, Jason Wasser, LMFT, which stands for Licensed Marriage and Family Therapist, all one word. Same thing on Facebook. Um, my private practice is called the Family Room Wellness Associates, and it's the Family Room S, as in Sam, FL is in Florida, South, right? South Florida.com. So Jason at the, and email uh, Jason at the family room, SFL.com. I also have a podcast. Um, your episode is in queue to be released. Uh, we did that a bunch of months ago, yeah. uh, but it's called you winning life. And um, you know, but mostly right. Hanging out on Instagram. That's easily the best way to get me. That's awesome. Jason. Thanks for your time, brother. Keep inspiring and let's chat soon. My friend looking forward, man. Rock on later, buddy. I got gotcha. you.